Welcome back to the Everything That Came Before Grace podcast. I'm Bill C. So, it's spring 2012, and Benjamin is driving home from work. And he gets a call from Sophia. And she asks him for permission to go away for the weekend to Coachella with a bunch of friends. But when he hears there won't be any adult supervision to speak of, he tells her no. And Sophia, now 13, snaps and goes off on him. When she realizes he's not going to relent, she says something she's never said to him before and hangs up. And this triggers a panic attack in Benjamin. He doesn't know who to turn to. Then finally dials Anna, who drives over. And when she arrives, he's curled up in the back seat, playing Bill Evans' Peace, Peace, and they share a moment. All right, so let's hear it. It's chapter 23, Peace, Peace. Chapter 23 Peace, Peace Spring 2012 I'm driving home from work along Wilshire through the rain with MGMT on, and the phone rings. Sophia. Hey you, I say. Dad, you're never going to believe this, she says, hardly able to contain herself. Tell me, and I might, I say. Yeah, so Jordan got tickets to Coachella, she says. Her parents rented this huge house for us to stay in all weekend. A big group of us are going. It's going to be amazing. Wait a second. Slow down. First I'm hearing of it. Who's driving? Who's supervising? I need details. God, calm down, she says. Jordan's big sister Emma's driving us, and she'll be there the whole time. What's the problem? The problem is she's what, 17, I say? She's almost 18. Literally, it's fine, she says. So... You're not even 14. A 17 or 18-year-old who can barely keep her own life together is not an acceptable chaperone for a bunch of 13-year-old girls at a huge weekend-long outdoor festival. Jordan's parents say it's fine, she says. Everyone's parents are cool. Why is this an issue? I'm sorry, Soph. What Jordan's parents say or what anyone's parents say isn't relevant here. I don't get this. I thought you liked being the cool dad, she says. I am the cool dad, I say, but I don't need to prove it by being reckless. But it's Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Florence and the Machine, she argues. I don't care if it's the Beatles, Elvis, and the return of Jesus Christ, I say. This is so unfair, she says. Fair schmear. I don't feel comfortable with no real adult there. This is such bullshit, she says. Why are you being such a control freak? Sophia, you can't talk to me like that. Just because you have no friends and no life doesn't mean you can force me to stay home and watch you be miserable. Why can't you just let me live my life? Because it's my call, I say. One day when you have a kid, you'll understand the stakes. Why is it whenever an adult has nothing left to argue, they throw that whole, you'll never understand until you have a kid BS, she says. Sophia, I know you're the star of the debate team, and I know you think you can win this argument, but this isn't that. I don't say no a lot, but when I do, you're going to have to accept it. So you're really saying no, she says. I'm sorry, Soph. 
Oh my God, I hate you. She hangs up. I have a reflexive urge to call her back and say she can go because I can't stand disappointing her for not being her mother, for not having someone to support me when shit like this happens, for being inadequate and not enough for her. I come to a red light at La Brea. I close my eyes and listen to the rain pelting the roof as rebellion by arcade fire begins. That feeling starts to ride up on me. It's like a mini tremor sending toxic waves into my brain. I try to take a deep breath, but I can't get enough air into my lungs. I feel like I'm suffocating. It's like this avalanche of terror and dread folding in on itself, and there's nothing I can do to talk myself through it or out of it. The car behind me starts to honk. I hear it, but I can't make myself move. Another honk. This time, one of those long, lean hard on the horn kinds of honks. I start screaming. Go the fuck around me, motherfucking motherfucker. I grab hold of the steering wheel and start thrashing myself back and forth like a madman. A man walks up and taps on my window and I freeze. Hey, buddy, you okay? He asks. I punch the accelerator, lurching the car through the intersection, narrowly missing a car trying to beat a red. I make a quick right onto Detroit, pull over and try and get it together. <sighs> Benjamin, calm down. Just breathe. Everything is all right. I keep saying that to myself as I watch raindrops form tiny winding pathways that traverse down my windshield. It looks like one of those films of algae cells under the microscope in biology class. I feel sweat accumulating on the back of my neck. I slap at it like I'm going after a mosquito. I still can't get enough air into my lungs. I keep asking myself, what's happening to me? I want to move, but I'm paralyzed. I want to call someone, but who? Can't call Sophia. Angela? God, I just had to make it strictly a hookup thing with her, didn't I? Keith? Mm, no. Sarah? We're really not that close outside of work. Anna? Do I dare? Fuck it, I'm calling her. Come on, pick up, pick up, pick up. Voicemail. Fuck. I know I shouldn't, but I call her at work. King, Holmes, Paterno, and Soriano, the receptionist answers. Anna Robertson. I mean, Anna Ramsey, please. Who's calling, she asks. Just tell her it's Benjamin. It's important. I can let you speak to her secretary, she says. Jesus, I blurt out. Fine. This is Blanca. I gotta talk to Anna, I say breathlessly. Please, can I tell her what it's... Just tell her it's Benjamin. She'll know, I say over her. Minutes go by and I'm... Just about to hang up. Benjamin? Anna finally answers. I feel like I'm dying, I blurt out. What's wrong? She asks. I think I might be having a panic attack, I say, trying to catch my breath. Benjamin? You're going to be okay. Just breathe. Benjamin? I, I didn't know who to call. You're the only one who knows everything. It's fine, she says. Do you want me to call an ambulance? No. I can't have Sophia find out or... Have it get back to Catherine's parents. Just tell me where you are and I'll come to you. It's fine, I say. I, I just needed to hear your voice. 
I'm coming, she says. When Anna arrives, I'm curled up in the back seat, listening to Peace, Peace by Bill Evans. I used to play it for her on Sunday afternoons after we spent all weekend together, and we braced for the coming week. We'd lay on her dorm floor, leaning against her oversized pillows, staring at her ceiling. In those moments with her, everything felt possible. She taps on the window and smiles, her devastating smile. I reach to unlock the door and start to get out, but she hears what's playing. Don't get out, she says. I'm coming in. She climbs in, puts her arm around me, and lays her head against my shoulder. I take a deep breath. She smells so good. God, she says, I haven't heard this in so long. I could never listen to it again without you. Are you okay? Now that you're here, I say. You always knew how to calm the storms inside me. I know we're not supposed to admit it, she says, but I care about you, Benjamin. No one can tell me I can't. I just wish we didn't have to sit on our feelings, I say. I know, she says, but we don't have to here. We sit there in silence until the song ends. Can you play it again, she asks, so we can hear it from the start. 